Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowered living coach and spiritual feminist. And today I have the pleasure of sharing time with Jenny Rochelle. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Joni. Thank you for having me. Hi. I am so excited Jenny's here. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Jenny is a freedom fighter and an emotional sobriety coach who specializes in empowering women to thrive after betrayal by becoming the love of their own life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the mission. <laughs> it, really, it really is. It's, it's a reprogramming of how we think about that phrase, right? Yes. Like, yeah, we're so taught to see that we have to find that person mm. to complete us and be the love of our lives. And, and it's that story that keeps us stuck in unhealthy relationships, or it can. Yes, and I, I know that you lead workshops on why we stay in unhealthy relationships. I, go, yeah, go ahead. I was, yeah, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> I do, and, I'm, and I've just started a, a series um, in my newsletter focusing on, yeah, the different reasons why we stay in unhealthy relationships and they're numerous the least of which is that our brain is a social organ and it is conspiring against us in many ways mm. but just also back to that that social programming that we have that there's somebody outside of us that we need to complete us or to make us whole or mm. you know to be the love of our lives yes yes and I can imagine that you arrived at this kind of this wisdom and this message, honestly, that the the part of your own journey has has included that. Is that right? That is absolutely right. I would say I arrived at this place rather painfully, mm. <laughs> and not necessarily of my own volition. <laughs> mm. But that's this work, right? We show up, and our soul says, "Hey." universe I want to awaken and and have this experience in this life and universe says okay and then it's that messiness that we were referring to earlier um, so yeah I was married to a man who I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that he was the love of my life and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't true he was you know I and it I think he was the one for me for this season in my life. Mm. Um, but it really opened my eyes to how much I needed or depended on having that relationship to make me feel whole. Mm. Like to feel something that I felt like I was missing. Yes. And I, I know you're not alone there. I, I know there are many women and probably some that are listening today that 
have struggled with that in the past or may still be wrestling with that one. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I think it's it's sort of how we're raised as little girls, right? The the white wedding dream where we grow up and we get married and we have kids and we live happily ever after and that's not the point of being on this planet for most of us. Mm. <laughs> you know? It's to grow up and, and become ourselves mm -hmm. uh, and be authentic. And um, I was just journaling this morning about I felt like I think for a long time I was like this cardboard cutout version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not fully arrived or fully awakened or enlightened. And every day is an exploration in like, what now? Who do I want to be now? Okay, I'm not this. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a wife. I'm not just an energy consultant because I do have a corporate gig mm -hmm. um, as <laughs> well. But like how am I this fully embodied spirit and how do I want to show up in the world? Mm. That Yeah, that's the quest. <laughs> that, yes, <laughs> every day. <laughs> that's the quest for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know you've done a lot. Like you're you're a writer and you're a yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And so you you've really been on a journey for a while. You know, that kind of awakening, as you said, and that growing um into your wisdom. Um but it, it is still uneven, I think, for most of us. We have the places where we are the wise woman and then those places where we're still the whether it's the hurt little girl or, um, you know, wounded, wounded teenager or whatever. Right. No, you're exactly right. When, you know, when you started talking, I was just thinking about, yeah, the hurt little girl, you know, yes. the, the, the child inside of us that um, whatever reason at some point didn't get what it needed in order to grow and those parts of us remain stunted. And also, like, we never arrive at the end of this, right, until death. <laughs> There's no end when you, set, when you start out on this journey. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can go back to sleep sometimes, I think, if you want. But mm. there's no, like, oh, I am awakened now. There's no more self-improvement. I have no more fears. Mm. I have no more desire to lose an extra five pounds or, or I don't have compulsions, you know, to – to get us out of whatever we're feeling. It's every day is a choice. Every day is a choice. I had this, this epiphany, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that like being committed to yourself mm. is an everyday choice, just like in any other relationship. Mm. You choose every day to be committed to yourself and to your growth. Wow. And, and, and just like to be, and that's what it means to be the love of your own life, that every day you wake up and you're like, I'm going to take care of me today. Yes, I have all these tiny people who <laughs> rely on me and I'm going to keep them alive and raise them the best I can. And I have coworkers, but it's a choice every day to be committed to yourself. Mm, I love that. <sighs> so how do you do that in your life? How, how do you um, commit to yourself and put yourself first? Well, it's it's a series of choices. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a choice to take care of myself physically every day. I have a long history of anxiety, mm. and so I know that 
my own prescription for that is involves a variety of things. So that's mm-hmm. one way every day that I eat right. And, um, you know, I go for walks outside and I get plenty of sleep and, you know, and, and, um, and it's also, you know, it shows up in your relationships with yourself and with everybody else, right? Like mm-hmm. Rachel, friend Christina Rilo, I choose to <laughs> only have loving, <laughs> respectful relationships. And, and that's a tough one every day, I think, for women where we're constantly pushed to compromise our boundaries within our relationships. And so that's a way of being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, you know, hang out with that person because I know that that relationship isn't, isn't that great for me. Mm. So, yeah, that having uh, boundaries and setting limits, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And also, I've been playing around with this idea. Like, we talk a lot about in our community uh, about self-care. And I've been playing around with this idea of self-mothering. Mm. Where like, there's some things that we have to do even if we don't want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, being a mother isn't all like being a friend or doing the fun things. Like sometimes you have to mother your children. It doesn't make them very happy. So, you know, and that could be anything for me like flossing my teeth. I'm so bad about flossing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> But being a little tough on ourselves. And that also sort of ties into what I talk about when I say I'm an emotional sobriety coach. And yes. like being clear about what emotions are driving the decisions that we're making. Mm-hmm. So that it's not a compulsion, mm-hmm. but like decision that you make. Mm-hmm. with yeah. Right. So it sounds like discernment is a part of that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. About, yeah. Slowing down and, and yeah. you know, before you eat that Oreo cookie or you send that text or whatever it is, you know, like, or buy that dress. Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Why am I really doing this? Is there some emotion that I don't want to feel right now mm-hmm. that I'm doing this other thing instead? And we do this all the time, right? We all do this all the time. Because we're not really taught to sit and, and experience our feelings. We're taught to, like, navigate around them, I think. Right. So it sounds like you're really addressing the ways that women might uh, either medicate or mm. numb out um, so as not to feel their feelings, it, the harder it, feelings. Yeah, the harder feelings, exactly, exactly. And, you know, to sort of bring it all back together, like, that staying, you know, staying in unhealthy relationships is often driven by these emotions and fears that we have that we're not really, that are operating at this base level that we're not even aware of pushing the buttons. Mm-hmm. And fear can disguise itself, right, as other, it's a shapeshifter and disguises itself as other emotions. Um, like for me, you know, and I, I've written about this, with with my marriage like there was a long time when I I held on to it because I was like I still love him I still love him I still love him and of course I do I'll always love him um but I finally got to the base of it and realized it was actually it was fear it was the fear of being alone Mm. that was keeping me and not really love Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah yes yes 
And that's where that discernment and that really the slowing it down and the taking the time to, to peel back the layers and to really see clearly comes in, it sounds like. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I think slowing down, right, that's the single most important thing that we can do. Slow mm -hmm. down every decision, mm -hmm. slow down our daily lives. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and we really do have a choice in that. I think it's, there's this inclination for us to say, I don't have time to do X, Y, or Z. But, you know, I like to think of time as bendy, <laughs> 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 which is a phrase I did not make up, but time can be bendy. And, you know, um, it's, it's a choice, you know, to slow, to slow our lives down. Right. Which from, from my perspective, that is um, what I would say is, is the element of the feminine, you know, bringing in the feminine is that, that pause and that slowing yeah. things down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That is the feminine way. And even, I, I know one of the things you teach about is, um, the regulated nervous system, which is a, a very scientific sounding thing, but when you boil it down, can you tell us what that is? It's, it's slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's it's awareness, you know, that like when you when you have these fight or flight responses that are resulting from trauma or you know, um, like the other thing I teach about is how to respond to sexism in the workplace. And that is hand in hand with mm. regulating your own nervous system. Yeah. Um, I did it, but it is, it's, it's slowing down and learning to breathe or learning somatic exercises to get you out of that sort of fight mm. or flight response. Mm. Um, and it, it's, I believe the most powerful thing that women can do for themselves because then you, take control, what happens is your reptile brain, your lizard brain, which is the most primitive part of our brain, which tries <laughs> to protect us, but doesn't always make the best decisions in our modern world. <laughs> and like getting it out of the driver's seat by, by slowing down and breathing and, and like, okay, I feel like there's a bear in the room, but there's not really a bear in the room. Mm. And so it, it creates the space and, and, and so that you can respond to whatever, you know, if there were actual triggers that are going on in your life right now from previous trauma or sexist comments in the workplace, or your kids are being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like our kids is, is, you know, as a mom, my kids, it's not their job to regulate my nervous system. It's my job <laughs> to regulate my nervous system. And they will disappoint me every time, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they feed off of me. So this is what's really important to learn how to notice when your body is like, oh, I'm dysregulated right now. And that's sort of a big and whatever fancy word, you know, but it's just that your heart is beating fast or you feel stressed, you know, or, or whatever. Um, that's the main reason I bought a Fitbit. Well, I have Fitbits. I don't care about my steps. I want to know what my heart rate is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm triggered right now. I need to take care of myself. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. That's what I call. I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> melting down. Yes. 
exactly yeah exactly oh yes i love that it's not our children's <laughs> job to regulate our nervous system <laughs> or our partners or, or anybody our, else's <laughs> or our parents for those of us who are lucky enough so to still have our parents mm -hmm. around you know because as you know, we get older, these those relationships start to flip flop, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, it's such a joy to talk to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's it's such a joy to be here with you, Joni. Oh, I'm so glad. So, <laughs> so I I want to bring in just this whole issue of. Um, like money and finance and you know you're talking about anxiety and regulating our nervous system and I you know I know you've had a a journey I don't know if there's any wisdom or or just kind of where you are in your journey that you would like to share with women especially in this piece about like emotional sobriety and being committed to ourselves yeah yeah, I mean, definitely this whole last few years of a journey for me, financially speaking, has been really up and down. And, you know, uh, like three years ago, I, I quit my corporate gig to because I was determined that I was going to have this life coaching business and um, and it was going to be my sole support. And I was going to make 10K in a month, you know, and all of that mm, stuff. Yes. And the whole year was like a lesson in humility <laughs> and, and <laughs> that honestly I'm still sort of wrestling with and that's sort of the, the messiness of it. But, you know, I, I, I think a lot about that year and I learned so much about myself and, um, and I eventually, you know, really decided what was important to me was, um, to, to, you know, support my family in a way that I loved or that was easy for me. And, that eventually meant I got a corporate gig again, you know, that, um, that it, it, it's the career that I've had basically since I got out of college and it supports me and it's, it's easy for me. There are moments when I love it and I'm totally okay with that. And now I'm able to focus on, um, what I really want to do, um, and, and ways to support women. And it's been really liberating and brought back a sense of play to this experience mm -hmm. that I didn't have before. And there's no longer like this desperation. And so I would say like, you know, and I think that was a real struggle where I felt like, and I even got some messaging from, you know, other people in the coaching industry that was like, sure. that going back to my corporate gig was a failure. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a failure, no. right? It wasn't. No. It was just this ridiculous external pressure that I put on myself. So, you know, I, I think, I think that, that would be one thing that I would just love to say is that, you know, like putting this undue financial pressure on yourself is completely unnecessary. And I, I see now it was one of the cruelest things I've actually ever done to myself mm. was to put myself in so much pressure mm. to perform like that where it wasn't fun yes. and, and um, completely not feminine <laughs> at all. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. It was not embodying, yeah, yeah, the feminine principles of, yes, just that ease and yeah. create creating and receiving yeah. from that place of ease. Where now that you have more ease in your life, it sounds like that you have that steady stream of 
of income coming in, it, it allows yeah. for that spaciousness and play and all, yeah. all those qualities. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's been my journey. It doesn't have to be everybody's journey, but, and the other thing I would say is like, I look back now at those times and I remember having these internal dialogues uh, with like, Oh, things are so bad. You know, like we're almost broke. And like, it was so not true. Right? <laughs> like, it was, like my reality was still a cakewalk compared to many mo I would say most of women on this planet. Right. Right. And, and so, and again, that comes back to, that damn reptile brain, you know, who is like, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, you know, it's this sense of lack. And it's just really, you know, now I hindsight, right, I have hindsight where I'm like, oh, we, we were totally fine during all those months, you know, um, and just but yeah, trying to, yes. to slow down and become aware of that messaging. And like, is this true? Is it really true? Are we, you know, is this mm -hmm. really in dire straits right now? Yeah, the power of perception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite yoga teachers, you know, she loves to ask, she's like, have you really ever not always gotten what you needed when you needed it? Really? <laughs> and the answer is, yeah. You know, the universe has provided for me. God has provided for me, mm. you know, so... Yeah. Mm, wonderful. So, you know, I like to, um, I love to ask my guests about moments of sacred feminine flow and when they have, have had experiences of that. And do you, do you have a story you could share with us uh, about one of those times? Um, you know, I, I, I will share one. And I'll say for me, like, I like, I like to use the phrase, it's all God. Mm. So for me, like the Trinity sort of incorporates the divine feminine and that's mm -hmm. sort of like who I communicate with. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had this really cool moment um, last week where um, I felt like, you know, the Holy Spirit was communicating directly with me. Mm. Um, and, and so, okay, this is a little kooky. But I was driving <laughs> down the highway to um, to visit a, a friend of mine out of town, and um, I signed up to take this memoir writing workshop in August. And I've written a memoir, and it's sort of been sitting on the shelf because I finished it three years ago, and I feel like I'm an entirely different woman, <laughs> like yes. than when I wrote that thing. And so now I'm like, what do I do with it? So that's what I'm trying to figure out, and. Mm -hmm. This sort of a long and windy story. Um, and so I signed up for this workshop, and it is led by a woman named Donna Johnson, who wrote a memoir called The Holy Ghost Girl, mm. and um, which is fantastic. She's a Texas writer, and it's mm. about her growing up on the tent revival scene wow. in Texas. And um, but I'm driving down the highway, you know, and I'm listening to the audiobook of The Holy Ghost Girl, and um, the preacher that it's, you know, sort of the central figure in this book is quoting scripture from Philippians and it's these great quotes about faith mm. and I'm like, Oh, I have to go back, but I don't have the book. And how am I going to remember the citation? You know, as I'm driving down the highway, 75 miles an hour on the tollway and I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. 
And then about 10 minutes later, I look ahead of me and I see this semi truck and on the back of it is a giant heart. Mm. And in the middle of the heart are the words faith. And then underneath it, it said Philippians 4.13. <gasps> no way. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. The universe delivers, I'd say. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, you know, we're, yeah, you're like, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm paying attention, you know? And so it's just little moments like that. You know, it's just, and those are sort of big showings, right? Big, yes. big showings of, of the divine in our lives. But, you know, the feminine flow is also, it's every day, right? It's every day that we mm. choose to go for a walk, you know, before we pick up our kids. Or we choose to sit down and pull a card that takes 30 seconds, mm. you know. It's like, it's all these little ways that we allow the feminine to show up for us. Yes, that we yeah. bring that sense of spaciousness into our lives. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Deep breath with that. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Allowing room for her to come in. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So I want to ask you from, from the woman that you are today, mm -hmm and this, this place of wisdom and becoming and awakening, what would you share with your younger self if you could? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like when, when, I, when I read, you know, like the memoir that I wrote, there's a part of me that just wants to hug that woman. And this was just three years ago. Right. Just hug her and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to suck, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know? And maybe, and maybe that's it. And like, you can take it. I think that's what I would say is like, there seems mm -hmm. to be this underlying message for me um, that like, I just, that I can't stand something or I'm not strong enough or I don't trust myself, you know, yes. and I would just be, you are strong enough. Trust yourself, trust the process, right? Trust yourself, trust the process. You can handle it. You can. Mm. Yeah, I want to, I want to underline that one. You can handle it. Yeah. I think so many of us as women discount our strength and our tenacity and our ability um, to face whatever comes our way. Yeah. And some, it's, yeah, sometimes it's that, it's those big messes that bring out that truth and that ability. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like, that's, it's these moments, those initiation seasons where we go through where we're like turned upside down and shaken, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to our core, that we learn who we truly are and what we're capable of, you know, and um, I definitely see, you know, 
my whole journey, um, especially over the last, you know, couple of years, two, three years, as my marriage has ended and what it took to get to a level of awareness in order to make that decision to end my marriage, mm. you know, as, as a gift. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and it, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It's the worst thing that ever happened to me. And yet it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And that's cliche and I know it, but it's true. Like I, the woman I am today is so worth mm. what through. Mm. It was it's worth it. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I I really want to again underscore that for a- anyone that's listening because if you're going through one of those cycles of initiation where things are falling apart and you are being held upside down and shaken by life it's you will get through it and you will come out the other side and just like jenny has said it's you know you are worth it you are worth it yeah absolutely i read and i'm going to paraphrase this but i read somewhere um you know if god really loves you he destroys your life at some point just sort of terrible and I don't like to think of God in that way we don't usually but you know it is just like you know I don't know yeah it, it is just like that letting go of who we think we are right that's the part of it yes. yeah to become what all that we can be right it it seems to me anywhere where we have built the house on false Mm-hmm. ideas um, of who we are or what life is they they have to get destroyed at some point <laughs> exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah exactly yeah yeah hmm. <sighs> what a gift I know <laughs> You know, different women bring different elements to to this conversation and and just your capacity to both be real and to speak about, um, you know, what can be considered the hard or the messy parts of life is 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 such a gift for our listeners and and for me, because because it's not all shiny, happy you know, those ads we see on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's not, right? It's, it's, you know, it's what we don't talk about. And yet what we don't talk about, those things are actually what binds all humans together. Like the painful experiences that we don't want to talk about. We all have pain. It's a universal truth. Right. And there is a, a tenderness and a softness and a like that feeling that you get after you've finished crying and you just feel soft that comes out that that is a real joy or happiness or lightness of being that you know that it's worth going through that to get yeah. to that other side yeah exactly mm. All right, my dear. Well, we must bring this to an end, but I'm I'm so glad you've been here with us and I 
I want to tell my listeners that if they're interested in um, exploring your work, they can find you at your website, which is jennyrochelle.com. And anything else you want to add for folks before we wrap up? I think we've covered everything, but it's been such an honor to be here with you. I've, I've laughed, I've teared up, and that's just as much as a woman can hope for. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise, Jenny. So I want to thank you as well, our dear listener, for being with us today. And as always... Until next time, trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.